Okay, the end of the regular season is finally here. Home Docs Podcast. Mike Market Travis with you for week 18 in the NFL. Week 18, we're finally here. We've reached the end. It's weird to say week 18. It's our first ever week 18 doing the uh, gambling contest. We are uh, reached the end of our line here in the Circa Pro, Pro Football Contest, the Westgate Super Contest. We're not going to cash this year. We're not going to win any mini prizes, any quarter prizes, any booby prizes. We're just playing for pride. Try and get over that 55% mark. So, you know, we go 5-0 and these last two weeks. We'll get back to where we, we usually are every single year. Respectable records. Super Contest, 45-39-1. Circa, 44-39-2. So basically identical. We're consistent. A lot of 3-2s, and twos, a lot of 2-3s. and threes. Not a lot of big weeks. Not a lot of really awful weeks. Just really steadily and right down the middle all year long. So it's a shame. If we could just go 3-2. and 3-2 two, and two every single week. Maybe we'd have a chance, but we can't even do that. Uh, but we got to wrap it up here. Five more picks in each contest this week. Like I said, playing for pride. But then uh, also looking ahead, we'll be with you all for the entire NFL postseason as well. So another four weeks of fun gambling. Hopefully we can win back some of the money we've lost in these two contests. But uh, I wouldn't trade in the contest for the world. Love the action all year long. Trav, good to have you back from Jamaica. Mark, good to have you as always. Mark, we'll start with you because we had a good week last week. We went 7-2-1 two, and one with the two of us uh, running the show here. So uh, what, what was your feeling there going in week 17 and, and how can we carry that over this week? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I, I feel like last week uh, when we did the pod, like there was a lot of games that had like high bet percentage and then the other team would have a high um, money percentage. Um, so it was like big disparity in the trends, which is kind of our wheelhouse. Um, I think there's a couple games this week as well um, like that. Uh, also want to shout out that um, San Francisco cover over Houston. I feel like that was like our first, wasn't necessarily a backdoor cover, but uh, we kind of pulled that one out. And I feel like that was the first game we got like that in a while. So that was enjoyable. We had one like that with, I think Miami or the Colts earlier, or maybe it was the, the weekend that the Colts lost the, to the Titans around Halloween. And I think we had a, it was the bills is what it was. I think the bills needed, like they, they came back and covered against Miami um, in a similar fashion. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've been burned on those in general, those backdoor yeah. covers uh, lately. So it was nice to get one because um, it's been a, been a month or so. Yeah, we actually got lucky in that Bills game. We pushed the uh, minus 14 against Atlanta. Uh, I think the Falcons scored a touchdown and it got called back. There was like a, a goal line stand where Atlanta had like six plays inside the the 10, I think, and didn't score. So we got lucky to push there as well. We, we should talk about that because Matt Ryan scored a touchdown uh, and apparently he taunted like Matt Ryan of all people taunted after the play. And I guess they, they took the touchdown off the board because of that penalty. I, I didn't realize you could score a touchdown taunt and, and take, take the, the TD off the board, like after the play. Yeah. yeah it's hard to believe that. that's not a dead ball foul. That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Maybe he was, I didn't, I was watching on mute. So I didn't see, maybe he was taunting on his way in to mm-hmm. the end zone. That's the only thing I could think of, but uh, regardless, whatever, nice to have a winning week. Let's try and go 10 and 0 this week. I think, I think we can do it. There's a lot of, juicy lines out there on the board. Trav, what was it like for you taking a week away from the NFL, watching these games, dealing with uh, our loser asses? No, I mean, I wish I could have been <laughs> included, but you guys did a great job. So I'm, as I said before we started recording, I'm going to be quiet and sit to the side. And um, I, I think a lot of the stuff that I like will be stuff that you guys like anyway. But it was a little weird to be very unplugged down there. Um, we obviously had access to TV and we were um, but we were traveling back on Sunday, so I didn't get to see a lot of I watched some of the afternoon games on the plane. It's nice. They had direct TV. That was pleasant. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was okay to be unplugged, but I feel pretty far removed from all the playoff scenarios and everything else. I've been trying to catch up, but, um, 
you know, I think I have a sense for who has stuff to play for, but that's always an important component here in the last week. Yeah, and we won't bring up your your Wolverines anymore. No, <clears throat> oh, you want to talk about a sad sight? Yeah, Sixteen <laughs> Wolverine fans sitting around waiting for that game to start. Um, and I didn't have high expectations. I thought the Georgia athletes were we just couldn't keep up, and it turns out that was the case. And it just was no point was it fun or interesting to watch. So it it was pretty, that was pretty depressing. It had to be like New Year's Eve, so the people that were like borderline cared um, have their nights be ruined by the people that did care was was. Not not a not a high moment. Yeah. Can, can you place bets while you're in Jamaica? I didn't try. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My phone. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I didn't try. That's a good good question. I'm just curious. Yeah. I could have I found think, some action somewhere. Probably. I think Michigan <laughs> was getting like seventy percent of the bets for that game too. So definitely a sharp side to take to take Georgia in that one. Well, we can talk about the national championship game at the end here before we we go because I have some thoughts on that game as well. Um, I am excited, though, at the possibility of Harbaugh coming back to the NFL, and maybe we'll be able to bet against him again in the near future uh, on our level. So perhaps maybe he goes to the Bears. Who knows? A couple teams out there could be looking for coaches. So uh, we got to pick five more games in each contest this week. Uh, both contests have a lot of different lines this week because uh, Super Contest lines come out on Wednesday. Circa come out on Thursday. We're taping this Thursday night. Uh, so you know maybe there's some opportunity perhaps for a middle in some of these. The lines are so far off, but... Uh, we got two games on Saturday, and I'm going to come out with one of them. I like the Eagles in the Super Contest are getting seven and a half points as a home dog against the Cowboys. I have no idea why the line is so high in the Super Contest. It's only four and a half in the other one. So it, is it, it, I second guess myself thinking it's a trap getting seven and a half, but I feel like we almost have to do that. A seven and a half point home dog for a playoff team in week 18. We got to do that, right? Uh, well, what am I missing here, Mark? Have you, is there news that I'm not following on this game? Well, I mean, the Eagles are locked into a wild card spot, so I don't see what they what they have to play for. Um, is, is Dallas? Have, have they declared whether they're playing their guys? I know they could potentially maybe jockey for some seating, go from like three to two or something. But have they declared? I mean, they can't get they can't get a buy, so and they can't lose the division. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think there is benefit to you know moving up to I guess hypothetically they get to get the two seed um but of course i think tampa would have to lose in that that scenario uh i don't know it, it's just so hard when you have a team that that's pretty much going to lay down so i'd be reluctant to take philly but i guess that's a high line um and it seems like it's come down to four and a half now so uh, maybe get maybe getting some value at seven and a half yeah i i like it i mean i'm very eager to bet on philly getting a hand uh you know a handful of points in the playoffs and i feel like this is coming a week early so dallas right now is in the fourth spot i think and the cardinals are in the fifth spot I, that's not a matchup i would love if i'm the cowboys so i would like to try and you know move up if i if i could i think and play maybe san francisco or even philly depending on how it shakes out i guess they wouldn't play philly if they moved up uh or maybe they could so I don't know. I think seven and a half points is a lot. I think Philly is is built to be a tough team this time of year. Their defense is better than I think I expected them to be, and they can run the ball. So you know, Dallas has kind of felt like they've been a little bit off the mark for the last month or so. Um, I don't know. I, I do like it getting seven and a half. I think it, it's a good good gamble to take with the home dog. That's a, that, as Mike said, as a playoff team. Yeah, I think if you're Philly, you're just playing they can move up above San Francisco right now. Philly would be the seventh seed if they win and the Niners lose to the Rams, which could easily happen. Then Philly becomes the sixth seed. And then they're looking at playing, I guess the Rams. I know it would be Tampa because the Rams beat, beat the bucks. So, uh, I don't well, know. Tampa could win and the Rams could lose. True. 
I'm actually honestly shocked that I, I haven't been following this this closely, but like Philly's going to actually play their guys this week. Well, the only thing I can think of with this game, which I kind of liked it, is if both these teams take their starters out in the second half, at least we have Minshew if we yeah. take Philly. And he's ah. not going to just roll over and, and hand the ball off, right? And even if he does hand the ball, I feel like he can run the shit out of the ball. So at the very least, we're, we're going to see some Minshew in this game, I think. And, and I think that's a good thing for us. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Uh, so and, and, the, and the line disparity is just weird. I, I think four and a half is probably where it should be. I have no idea why it was at seven and a half earlier this week. So I, I, I think uh, the Cowboys will probably look to get healthy, too. I mean, any of these teams playing next week, you don't. If you're locked into a spot, like why are why are you really trying hard in the second half of this game? It's just hard to motivate. Wait, so I'm sorry, you're saying Dallas is locked into that four spot? No, I mean, but they're locked in as a division champion. They're going to host a playoff game. Do they really care who they're playing? Right, like they're going to play some. They're going to play Philly, San Francisco, or some crap team, or Arizona. Right, yeah. I don't think they're scared of any of those teams. I, I wouldn't want to play Arizona in the first round if I'm the Cowboys. I actually think teams are, are afraid of San Francisco too. Um, no, that's probably think, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be tough for them to win this week. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I I think the, the Cowboys as they head into the playoffs, and I know they destroyed Washington last week, but I, I don't love their positioning at all. Mark, you made a good point. I mean, San Francisco's tough. I again, you know, if they had to play Philly, Philly would be tough in the playoffs, and Arizona too. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I guess if you're Dallas, if you lose. Then odds are you're going to play. Oh, I have no idea how to figure this out. They're going to play Arizona. Yeah, they're yeah. going to play Arizona. I, I don't think that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. But they, okay. they need to win and either have the Rams or the Bucks lose um, to move up, move up a seed. And I, okay. I, yeah. I just glanced at the NFL like you know scenarios for each conference, and it's very confusing to see what will happen. It was much easier back in the days of the double buy. And only six teams now with with the seven in the mix and six games next week. It's it's very hard to keep track of the possible matchups for next week, which I feel like you just go out there and and play this week and and take the best number if you can. Um, Mark, what did you have uh, atop your list this week? I have a lot of circles, but not a lot of games <coughs> I love. So yeah, you might have to help me out with what the actual line is, but um, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars as I don't know what what they're getting at home. Uh, is it 15 and a half points? Is a home 15 dog? and a half in the super contest, a full 16 in the circuit contest. So yeah, I, I actually really like this game. Um, it's a hold your nose, but uh, the, the bets and money are all over India. I think it's a little too high. Um, kind of a crazy stat. Since 1990, teams that are out of playoff contention, uh, playing teams that uh, need to win to keep their, their playoff hopes alive, are 94 and 56 against the spread. That's that's a 63% uh, win clip um, in the last two weeks of the season. So that, that, would, that would come into play here. Um, Jacksonville coming off a absolutely atrocious performance last week against New England. Uh, you know, Indy didn't play well against the Raiders last week, but um, I don't know. I, I thought this was maybe a decent spot to to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, getting a lot of points at home. I mean, that's that's a ton for for a professional home team, for, for a professional team in a, in a divisional home game. Are you sure so, they're professional? Well, that, that, that's that's a fair question. Um, but I, I feel like people are just assuming that Indy's going to roll and a divisional game. I know it's the last game of the season. I, I could see them putting up a little bit of fight. Yeah, I like this one too. I mean, I don't think I think Indy's lost every <laughs> game in Jacksonville since 2014 um, that I've seen, which is. You know, interesting for getting that many points. It's astonishing, I mean, only, really. 
it's kind of crazy, right? The and and I think what did Jacksonville lost 23-17 when they played earlier this this year in um Indy. Now are they locked in with the one pick cuz Detroit has the tie at 213 and 1, right? So I think Jacksonville is locked in here at 2. At 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 the 1, right? Cuz if Detroit Oh no, no, right. Yeah, yeah, if they both lose I don't know if they care about that though, because you know they have their quarterback, right? I, I think they assume that Detroit yeah, would. Pick, I don't know if their quarterback's going to go one this year. Uh, but I don't. I don't think it will. I don't yeah. think quarterback matters. I, I don't know if there's like I guess a consensus number one overall player that you know you got to tank the last game of the season. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then, as we've said many times, like the players don't tank. Um, 16, 15 and a half points is enough. I, I, I'm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Oh God, they were real bad last week, but. Indy. Indy had an interesting game against the Raiders. I didn't catch much of it live, but I saw live on the red zone. And for a game they needed to win, maybe, maybe we were just underestimating the Raiders like the rest of the world, but that was a uh, kind of pathetic at home. If Indy doesn't get that that lucky Wentz touchdown where it hits off two defenders and bounces into that guy's hands in the end zone, then they lose big at home in a must-win spot. And that's that's pretty embarrassing for a team that everybody loves. So. Yeah. Oh God. But Jacksonville is just awful, man. We we <laughs> took we took in New England out. I was I was scared for some reason Mac Jones against Trevor Lawrence. We swapped him out for the Bills, so at least we pushed. But but man, fifty to three? Fifty to ten. Oh, they got a last yeah, Mike, last Jesus. <laughs> Get it right. Give him some credit. <sighs> that, no, I think Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown, so that would be his uh second touchdown pass since October. Which, oh uh, great. That's yeah. remarkable. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Let's take Trevor one more time. Uh, Trav, what, what did you have I'd actually this week? go kind of the other way in a similar game, but I, I'd take Buffalo minus 16 against the Jets. The Bills need to win and have a couple other things happen, I think, to get a home playoff game. Jets are getting 75% of the bets. The Bills are getting what I see over 95% of the money. So I like those trends. I don't know. 16 points is an awful lot, but Buffalo needs to run it up. I think they have the capability to run it up against a bad team. Um, not sure what the Jeff's motivation would be having to take a bad team on the road last week of the season against the team that needs the game. So I, I would throw Buffalo out there. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued with that. Um, I really like the, the trends uh, on Buffalo, like you mentioned. Um, I, I think the Jets kind of played last week's game against Tampa Bay. Like it was like easy to get up, get up for it, like kind of uh, defending Super Bowl champs. It's Tom Brady. Um, I could see a letdown spot here. Um, so I, the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about was that the, the bills already blew out the jets earlier this year. So I was thinking maybe it might be tough to do that two, two times in a season, but again, this is the jets we're talking about. So, um, ha- happy to ride the bills. Yeah. I'm all over the bills here. I love this bet. I mean, the jets coming off a game, they should have won against Tampa. They can even take the moral victory and say they, they really had it won if they didn't blow that stupid quarterback sneak with Wilson on fourth down. It almost seemed like they they lost on purpose, to be honest, with that play call and whatever ended up transpiring after it. But uh, Jacksonville, they they beat Jacksonville a week before, so they've had two nice games in a row at home. Now they got to tripe up to Buffalo in the cold week eighteen. It's going to be hard to get up for that one. And I and I think the Jets do want to lose this one for tanking purposes because if they win and the Giants lose, then they would get the fifth pick. So you know, I feel like they they want to get as much draft capital as they can at this point. So. Love Buffalo in this spot here. A similar game uh, we had Buffalo last year, I believe, in Week 17 against the Dolphins yep. at home, and they just absolutely destroyed them, even with their backups in. So even if we see some Trubisky, I'll be happy, happy uh, for Mitch to light up the Jets' defense too. 
I, I for one would like to see Mitch play a little bit. I think he needs another shot. And obviously this is kind of his, his year to sit and let everything reset, but I don't know. I, I don't think Mitch was the problem in Chicago. So I hope he gets another shot somewhere. But I feel like, like a guy like Mitch, uh, Mariota, like, like those kind of cool. like guys that have fallen out of favor for whatever reason with their original team. I, I feel like they will get a starting chance or, or a chance to battle for a starting job somewhere next year. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Giants are going Daniel Jones again. I would love Mariota as his backup, but um, who the hell knows? If 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 Seattle moved on from Russ ever, I, I don't know why I would. Never mind. I where do you see him going? No, I don't know where Russ would go, but I kind of I, either one of those guys would seem interesting to at least give a shot in Seattle. I mean, they're gonna have to yeah. rebuild that thing from the ground up, and I, I don't know. That's fair. Mitch has a little bit of like what I and obviously it's been twenty years or whatever, but kind of like that Hasselbeck. You know, he was. Kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of unheralded and come in and play well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I think there's so many quarterbacks in that uh, mid to bottom bottom third tier. Uh, Mariota, uh, Teddy, um, Cousins even, Baker. Goff. It's going to be interesting where everybody kind of ends up because I think a lot of these guys are free agents. I think James Woodson's a free agent. He's coming off the injury. so. And who knows about Watson? I mean, that's kind of a wild card out there too. What this is probably going to be is a lot of rearranging the deck chairs where all these teams kind of swap around quarterbacks. And a lot of the guys you mentioned are obviously backups, but you know, I don't think it's a great quarterback draft, but your point, Mark, there's some guys sitting out there that could be interesting. Yeah. I think we did that last year too. I think last year to this year, there was the most different week one starting quarterbacks from 2020 to 2021 of all time. So we'll probably see more of it the same aside from the studs, especially if, if Rogers decides to tire or remove on. Yeah, I mean, now that I mean, we, we maybe don't have to spend a lot more time on it, but if you think about some of the, the spots, right? I mean, like Denver's going to need a quarterback. I don't think Locke's the guy. So there, I mean, Mariota or Trubisky would be interesting there. Pittsburgh, um, Houston, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Like these are decent teams that would be interesting to, to see a little. And even like the Saints, like you can bring Jameis back. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, but is he going to be healthy to be back early on? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Davis Mills has earned the job for next year. He's pretty yeah, good. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll bring in a veteran. But yeah, I think he'll be in the mix for the job. Um, yeah, who was I just gonna say? Uh, I can't remember. I kind of like Houston this week, plus ten at home against the Titans with Davis Mills. I feel so, like everybody's like really excited about Tennessee right now because like Henry's coming back. They're like, oh, look at this number one seed Titans, blah blah blah. But maybe, maybe it's not going to be so easy for them to get the number one seed and. Casey probably will win on Saturday to really put the pressure on them to have to beat Houston. Maybe they play a little tight. Tannehill's had some some weird turnover games this year. I don't hate the Texans as a home dog in this spot. What do you think about that, Mark? Yeah, no, I, I had this on my list too. Um, I don't I don't know why, but I completely blocked this game out of my head. I, I don't remember it happening. Was Houston in Week 11 beat Tennessee 21 to 13 in Tennessee? It was a really rainy. It was a really rainy game. Mm-hmm. It, it, the red zone rarely went to it because the teams were in between the forties a lot. Okay. Um, but Tyrod, I, I remember had like a, a jumping, leaping touchdown in the corner. Everybody's uniforms were messy. But yeah, it was a very strange game. It was at the peak of the Titans being banged up. So well, but I, but I looked at the box score. Like AJ Brown even played in that game, which I was surprised to see. Um, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I like Houston kind of similar to the Jacksonville spot. Um, divisional home dog. Uh, this is also another uh, cover, non-cover situation where Tennessee's coming off a blowout win. Houston's coming off a blowout loss. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, maybe some value on Houston as well. 
Yeah, I don't have much to add. I mean, I just, you know, they did the tier point beat Tennessee earlier in the year. I, it's probably good value, I guess. Yeah, I don't love that, though. You got to think they're not going to beat Tennessee twice, but 10 points is a lot. <laughs> by, by the way, Mike, we should talk about your text on Houston during the Houston-San Francisco game last weekend. Uh, <laughs> you, you were like, I think because Houston went up 7 nothing or something, you were praising you know Davis Mills and Cully, like Cully's got to figure it out. And they only end up scoring seven points the entire game. That's <laughs> kind of funny. That that's how I reverse jinx Mark, and that was a really damn good one. So <laughs> true. Um, but I do like the way they play for Cully, and I do love. I, Brandon Cooks is just awesome. Like, good for him. He's a fighter. Yeah, he's Cooksy. had a great. He's had a great season, Cooksy, and he screwed us, but he's come through for us a couple times too. Um, Mark, what else you got for us? Uh, so the other game I had in my top five was Detroit. Um, I thought the trends looked pretty good. I think they're plus three and a half at home versus Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is going to be resting their guys, presumably. Um, we know Super Aaron contest, Roger, we're getting a four and a half. Actually. Four and a half, okay. So it's three the, and a half in a circa. Yeah. The live line is three and a half. So 60% of the bets are on Green Bay. 85% of the money is on Detroit. Um, I, I just think like Dan Campbell, you know, he's not going to lay down uh, for any game, um, especially a game against a divisional opponent. Um, so I could see him getting his, his guys up, even, even though, you know, Green Bay has nothing to play for. Um, I, I just think he's kind of like that rah-rah kind of coach. Uh, and, here, you know, here we have another cover-non-cover situation with Green Bay coming off a cover and Detroit coming off a non-cover. So I liked it for that, those reasons, but I, I don't have any other, I guess, analysis. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for Detroit, to be, on, to be honest. If it's Boyle, I may have a little bit of a pause, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. This was on my list, too, just because mostly the, the trends that you mentioned – um, I, I don't have much else to add beyond what you already said. Yeah, especially if we think Jacksonville's gonna lose, then Detroit's kind of locked into that that two slot anyway. Um, uh, Jordan Love's probably gonna play this entire game. Maybe he has something to prove, but I still don't think he's that good based on what we saw in that Kansas City game. And I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for the Lions. They just run the shit out of the ball. They had another third and ten touchdown last week. I saw. Uh, just run up the middle. So they just pound the rock no matter what. They play hard for Campbell at home. Definitely like the Lions in this spot. It's annoying that we have not profited on them all year long. So at least we have one more shot here to do it as a home dog. They've been 5-2 lot- and two against the spread as a home dog. And to your point, we didn't profit on them at all. We identified them early in the year. And they're 5-2 and two against the spread as a home dog. And we're called the Home Dogs Podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we did take them against Baltimore as a home dog. That's as long as yep. I remember. Yep. Yeah. That's it. But they've been covering machines. They did not cover this past week, right? No, they lost by like 40. Yeah, Oh, that's right. We had that game. Okay, Okay, great. Uh, All right. Yeah, got to take Campbell to close out the year with a cover. That's for sure. Um, Trav, you got anything else? Um, I don't know if I love this one because I think you guys may be on the Falcons here, but just the trends were interesting. It's kind of a weird number. New Orleans laying three and a half. I mean, they do need the game in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's getting 60% of the bets. New Orleans, 80% plus of the money. So I don't know. I don't love it. New Orleans, it's remarkable that they've hung around. I mean, it just shows you how good of a coach Peyton is. I mean, obviously the defense is very good too, but to you know be piecing it together, they lost five games in a row at some point during the year. They've now won three of their last four. Um, they've been decent in the division. Atlanta beat them earlier in the year. So I'd like to turn around and maybe... I don't know why we're laying three and a half. Someone have to explain that to me, but regardless, it's four and a half actually. Oh, great. Well, okay. 
that maybe maybe I don't like it, but I don't know. The trends are just interesting, and again, I I kind of just trust Peyton in a game he needs. Yeah, I was definitely on Atlanta earlier in the week, but the trends definitely scared me off, and I feel like Atlanta is definitely the trendy dog of the week for sure. Just judging by other gambling podcasts and websites that I've been reading, so it seems like everybody loves the Falcons this week, and they're still thirty-two in DVOA despite Jacksonville being one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my entire life, and despite the Jets being out there and whatever, the Falcons are going to go down as one of the worst DVOA teams ever, and somehow they could end up with seven, eight wins here. So I think it's still crazy. So I'm fine to fade them one more week. I didn't watch a single second of that Saints-Panthers game last week, so I have no idea, but I, I just love the Saints D, and maybe Taysom tries to make a case to be the quarterback next year with a strong performance here. That's the only thing I'm going on here. I have no idea. Matt Ryan sucks. What's <laughs> <laughs> that's another team like like what does Atlanta do at quarterback next year? Like good point. Can can you run it back with Matt Ryan? Like after I don't I don't know. Um and the Saints can still get in here, right? They're not dead. No, they're not yeah, dead. Yeah, they, they just need the Niners to lose. So uh yeah, yeah they definitely yeah. have something to play for. I, I do think he, like Atlanta will get up for this game. Like this is like like th- these teams like historically like hate each other. Like Atlanta, New Orleans, it's like a it's a big rival. I know they're they haven't been as good the last couple of years, but um, I don't know. I, I could be talked into taking New Orleans. I like the trends trends that I think, you met, I think it's mentioned. a good zag. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, similar to like taking Miami last week, this I think is a square dog uh, with Atlanta. Yeah, I hate Matt Ryan. I'm very. I hope he retires. I don't want to see him on some other like crap team. Like maybe he could go to Houston or something and be there with Davis Mills. Like I don't want to see that. <laughs> He's just so slow. He's very slow, but he did score. Score pseudo scored a touchdown last week. <laughs> pseudo scored a touchdown. Okay. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, I hate. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the Vikings are against the Bears at home. It's five and a half Minnesota's favorite in the circuit, but it's only three and a half in the Super Contest. So two free points if we want to take Kirky and Zimmer one last time, because I can't imagine they're going to be together next year. So. Do we want to ride against them in Matt Nagy's finale? I guess he's already been told he's getting fired. I can't imagine that Bears players are going to want to send him out a winner. I don't know if they love him that much. They they got their big win over the Giants last week without even needing to try. So uh, one more time with Kirk and Zimmer at home, three and a half point favorites. <laughs> so what do you think, Mark? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I mean, it, Trends I'll kind of throw out, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota coming off a, a bad loss and Chicago coming off a blowout one. Yeah, it, it's decent. I feel like it might be a swan song for Zimmer too, um, but at least they're at home. So where they've been historically good with, with Zimmer. Um, so I, I could be talked into it. Yeah, I don't I don't have much else to say. I mean, I think just for show, we should take it one last time, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's probably, would you say it was four and a, or three and a half and then five and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at three and a half, I'd be willing to throw it in the mix. The trends are crazy. 90% of bets on Minnesota, 94% of money on Minnesota. Yeah. It it's is funny. Lose. If Chicago were to win the game, they, these teams would end the year with the same record. And if you think back <laughs> over the last couple of months, how Chicago has basically been dead and buried and walking Nagy, Nagy out of town. And yeah. the Vikings felt like they were kind of in the mix here until a couple of weeks ago. It's like crazy. It's comical. That's, yeah. That's crazy. I still don't understand. Like, I know they won both games. So the Bears are also coming up back-to-back wins. But Foles has that dramatic win in Seattle. And then they go back to Dalton against the Giants. <laughs> like, why did... They, how do you not let Foles follow that up? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's naggy. Yeah. And now Fields it's, has COVID, so, yeah. 
Uh, Bizarre. So he, he can't even play in the finale. I think he's healthy too. So healthy, <laughs> other than the COVID. Uh, yeah, but I think we should do it one more time for for shits and giggles. We're not winning anything anyway. Um, the only other game that I liked, I think you guys touched on most of them: Buffalo, Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, I guess I kind of like Baltimore. It's a big line, though. I, I just think like. Why? What? What is Pittsburgh showing up for after last week? Uh, the Monday night thing with Ben was so emotional and dramatic and cool, and I don't really even like Ben that much. But I thought it was just a, a fun moment to watch on TV. So I can't imagine he's going to play this whole game. And he, he wasn't even that good on Monday night. Uh, I mean, luckily they got the win. He even said that after the game. But he still can't really throw. So maybe we get Lamar this week. Huntley still throws a nice ball. Had a nice cover for us last week. Really like watching him. So. Six points is probably too much in a Pittsburgh Baltimore game, but I just feel like the Steelers are emotionally spent. What do you think here, Trav? Do you see any of that Monday game? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, most of the game. Um, I'm not a Ben fan, but I agree with you. I mean, it's just kind of he was the last one of that class to to go out. So it feels like you put a bow on Eli Rivers and Roethlisberger. Um, I don't know about going against them though necessarily. I mean, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but these teams are both hypothetically alive. I mean, they need a, a win and help, right? But if Pittsburgh wins, yeah. I mean, Indy, again, hasn't won in Jacksonville, you know, in, in seven years. If Indy loses, and I think, you know, isn't it Vegas and the Chargers play against each other, so someone's going to lose there if they don't tie. Um, I don't know. They're both alive, so I feel like I'd rather kind of avoid these games where both teams have something to play for. It feels like you you know a little bit more what you're going to get out of that game. But That's fair. I don't need to get other, that. Other than that, I don't really care. I'm like shocked at this line. I, I I can't believe Huntley, you know, a backup quarterback is six point favorite against Pittsburgh with their starting quarterback. Point. Like that that's insane to me. Um, and yeah, Trav, like you said, like these these teams clearly have something to play for. Like you know, who's to say like Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt on the first play? Like you know, you got to play yeah. a game. Um, it would probably be better for the Colts because then they just <laughs> all the whole game. <laughs> they probably win anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I like a side here, but um, okay. I, I, let's stay away. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That was the only other game I, I had a light circle on, so I'm out. Mark, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think I am. I am out as well. Um, I, I kind of liked Cincy earlier this week, but that line is completely flipped. Uh, somebody had a good point. How they did like a analysis of which teams have had not a lot of uh, COVID uh, positive tests over the season. Because um, I, I guess once you get tested positive, you're clear for like a hundred. 100 days or something um and since he like didn't have a lot of players with covid tests and apparently this week they're getting a lot so everybody's theorizing that they're getting this like out of the way this week before their playoff game next week um which mm. that was interesting they um, sent all the boys to the bars and since yeah, yeah. after that yeah. big win and said all right <laughs> let's get this and then you'll be back yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i don't i don't think i have any other other game on my list on the board I have two games I just want to raise just out of curiosity. So one is, you know, we've been talking about some trends this week. I mean, the trends would favor the Rams laying four and a half at home against the Niners. The Niners are getting 60% of the bets. The Rams are getting 85% of the money. But historically, as we know, Shanahan owns McVay. Mm -hmm. So I'd just be curious if anyone has a thought there. I don't know that I do. I don't really want to pick a side, but just thought the divergence between those trends and kind of the coaching history is, is interesting. Um, and then the other one I would just throw out and we could go back and talk about you know, San Francisco one too, but I'd just be curious looking back. I mean, New England laying six and a half in Miami, or I should say Miami getting six and a half at home in the last week of the season against the Patriots feels like a movie we've seen a bunch and Miami plays well in those games. So 
Um, and they have nothing to play for here, but at the same time, I don't know, getting six and a half just seemed like that that's played out a handful of times and it, it hasn't worked out so well for new England. So just want to throw those out there. No, you're right. I like the Miami game. I, I liked it way more. It was at seven earlier in the week, maybe even on Sunday night. And I like that a lot. So we get six and a half in the super contest, only six in the circa, but I can definitely be enticed. The, the weird stuff always happens when the Patriots play in Miami. So, and obviously off a 50 to 10 win, but God, yeah, we yeah. had, we had Miami last week against the Titans. Uh, Mark, I was one of your favorite games last week, and then <laughs> Tua just man, when he's awful. bad, it's real. It's real hard to watch. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, he, he's similar to Ben in, in in terms of he'll throw a lot of short passes, uh, which was you know it's very frustrating to watch. Uh, but but I do like the, like the, the case he made for Miami here. I think I think it's a good spot. Like the, the beginning, if we were to say this is the beginning of the season, that was the line. Like that that's pretty crazy. Um, and I, I think Miami will still try hard. Um. And, and going back to San Francisco and the Rams, I, I would normally like San Francisco here despite the trends, but I, mm-hmm. I think they have like a bunch of COVID issues too. Um, so that, that may be a little well, hesitant. And it's Lance. I mean, we watched Lance pretty pretty closely last week, and it's rough. Oh, I, I think it could be Jimmy from, from what I've read. Yeah, but if whatever, he's dealing with a finger thing, and he clearly had it in that Thursday night game against Tennessee where we got that that lucky cover and those interceptions, those balls were just like wobbly ducks and that had to yeah. be whatever it was coming from this finger issue. So uh, it's pretty, Lance is not good. Maybe he's just really raw. It's a tough watch watching him try and throw at least when he runs it. It's okay. Yeah. But he, he's he's, that. he's yeah. not good at throwing. Yeah. He's got some stuff so, to work out. Um, yeah, let's uh, do Miami. That, that one touchdown pass he threw, and I know it was a little bit of a gimmicky play where we rolled all the way out to the right and then threw across the field, coming back to the left, which was the design of the play. And I, I don't remember if they scored a touchdown or got knocked out at the three-yard line or whatever, but that was a nice little play. Yeah. Uh, we, we should talk about the the marquee game, Chargers, Raiders. I, I, I want to like the Raiders, but um, I'm just a little scared off. I, I, don't, I don't really know why, I guess. Um, I guess Staley and his fourth down gimmicks. Um, but curious what you guys think. Yeah, I'm just like I've been waiting for the Raiders to to let us down here over these last few weeks. But they they beat the Colts on the road. They they beat Denver in the lock game that we had. They beat Cleveland on the road in that really close game. So they've been pulling these games out of their asses. I'm just kind of assuming they're going to just blow this one. But I'm not confident enough in the Chargers to to lay them on the road. Maybe I should be, but seems like a toss up. What did you think, Trev? Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to watch the game. I think it's an interesting like national showcase for Staley in the way he approaches the game. It's an interesting coaching matchup. You know, a guy that seems like an up and coming coach and Basaccia, who I don't know if he's going to keep this job or not. I, I don't know what to say about the game. I mean, Chargers blew him out earlier this year in a game. I think we had the Chargers, right? Um, yep. Home dog here in Vegas. It's tough to tough to trust them. Be an interesting game to watch. I don't know that I want to be involved. I mean, I think that that crowd's gonna be pretty rowdy uh, with you know yeah. with the playoff spot on the line. Uh, so, 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 like, it's kind of making the rounds today. But like, if if the Colts lose, these both these teams can automatically get in with a tie. Like, if that scenario were to happen, like, do you think there's any way no. these teams just lay down? No, knowing no. that, like, there's you no way. Think so, like, Staley, this analytical guy, like, doesn't. You know, first possession of the game. Takes I would think Basachi is going to want to win. Like those guys are yeah. paying for jobs, right? <laughs> That's true. He's he's an old school guy. Yeah, yeah. Like Goodell would call that in, right? 
There's no yeah. way they're letting that happen. So. Yeah. Can but if if I think I know the answer to this, but if if the, yeah, if the Raiders win the game, they're going to be in anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. They, if they if either team wins, they're in. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know it's that bizarre thing where if they tie and Indy loses, I, I get that, but it's just I don't know. So if, if either team wins, they're in. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tough. Tough to gauge. All right. Um. I'm happy to just watch that one and be done. Be done with our season going into the Sunday night game. What year did what year? Holy smokes. What week did Versace <laughs> take over? Like I'm just looking like that team's nine and seven. I know they started out three and oh. So they're six and seven since then, but he he's done a, another guy that's done a pretty good job keeping this thing afloat. Yeah, their first game was I think against Denver. So that was October seventeenth with, with Versace. Yeah. So he's six and five. It's pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Car, I said it every week when we text him and you have the Raiders. Like he, he's good, but he does like two or three just really dumb things every single game. He can't he can't stop doing them? But like he loves just like throwing off his back foot and heaving it up downfield or trying to force some play. I hate the way when he scrambles, he does that stupid thing where he holds the ball out <laughs> trying to get the extra yard. Yeah. Um, but he's good, and like Renfro's a freaking monster. So. Is uh, have they been doing this all without Darren Waller? Yeah. So is he out for the season, Waller? No, I think he's going to come back this week. Wow. So, I mean, I I would consider the Raiders. Uh, let's see, Waller is questionable. I'm not questionable taking. I'm not taking the Chargers as a road fave. I could be. I mean, I, I'd be fine taking the Raiders. I think it's just the Raiders always blow this, right? Like knowing a few Raiders fans myself, like the Raiders always put themselves in positions to do good things and then blow it, no matter who the coach is. I, I don't know. Do they have that history? Like they're I very bad. I don't remember them being like in the mix in the playoffs for a while, for a long time. Or the or they just screw up anything they do. They just screw up everything when when push comes to shove. Bet on the Raiders to screw it up when the time comes. So. And I don't think, that, I mean, you say it's going to be rocking, but I don't think they really had a big home field advantage this year. It seems like it's been a popular place for road fans to go to all their games. Uh, well, the Chargers can't get fans to go to their home games. No, I know. So so I, don't, I don't think yeah. they're going to be. Yeah, I feel like when we've watched some of the Raider games, they've been, the crowd's been okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually been very good. The uh, game we had lock, it was like 50-50 with Denver fans who made the trek. So that's, maybe I'm going off of that, but didn't help us there either. I'm actually curious what their home record is now. Uh, one, two, two and one, three and one, three and three, three and four, four and four. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that was much better. <laughs> no. Including a stretch that they lost 41 14 to Kansas City, 32 13 to Cincinnati, and 17 15 to the football team. And I would say their road wins are really impressive. They've won at Pittsburgh, at Denver, at Dallas, at Cleveland, and at Indy. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Interesting. Home field disadvantage, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we need it. I think right now we have uh, Dallas in the big line. That gets us involved on Saturday night, which is fun, too. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. We like Minnesota, Miami, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Houston, New Orleans. Am I missing any? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Dude. It's a pretty good mix for me. Miami? You mentioned I did. Miami? I did. Yeah, okay. 
So we'll get our picks out to you on uh, Saturday at Home Dogs Pod on Twitter. Uh, announcing, oh, it's only fitting. What do you guys think the Moose and Myers game is? I might have given it away. The Giants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Giants <laughs> and Washington. We didn't even talk about it because I don't want to watch it. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Can we spend uh, five minutes on what the no, not maybe not five minutes. <laughs> what <laughs> like Joe Judge I thought was definitely gonna come back as of like, I don't know, twelve days ago. No, he's trying to get fired. I don't there's no other explanation for what's going on right now. Okay. Uh, right? It, well, I don't know. I mean, any uh, guy that gets a head coaching shot in the NFL, it's hard <laughs> to believe after, you know, two years he would want to get fired, but I can't yeah. explain it any other way. So mm. I don't think he's trying to get fired. I feel like he's almost like panicking. By Did you like watch over, all 11 minutes? Overcompensating. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I watched, I watched bits and pieces. I just feel like he's overcompensating by like trying to so. say stuff to yeah. I don't know, justify. Sometimes my grandfather, God rest his soul, used to say, it's better to leave your mouth quiet and be thought a fool than to open it and leave no doubt. And uh, <laughs> I think we're we're in that territory yeah. with Judge. I, I mean, he just, he just lied so many times. Like easy things that we can fact check. <laughs> Like he said in 2018, the Patriots coaching staff was worried about getting fired. They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they were seven and two. Like, what is he talking about? They would about? ever get fired. Yeah, yeah like they would ever crazy. get fired. He said, got former Giants are calling him, saying they wish they were with the team this year. Who wishes they well, were on I mean, this team? Guys that are out of the league. That could be true. <laughs> no, he said it was guys who are making more money elsewhere. So there's only two. If you look it up, the only two Giants who are making more money elsewhere this year are Kevin Zeitler in Baltimore and Dalvin Tomlinson in Minnesota. So. Granted, those aren't amazing situations, but they're still better than playing for Mike Lennon or Jake Fromm down the stretch here. It's remarkable that, like, for all their flaws, that the Bears play three quarterbacks, and it's like you can almost build a case for Dalton or Foles or Fields on any given day. And the Giants go from Daniel Jones to Glennon and and Fromm, who, I mean, Fromm, you know, it's not his fault, but Glennon, like, is there a worse backup in the league? I don't think so. No. I'm mean, really mad if he's in the NFL next year. Really mad. He's awful. <laughs> God. It, it's it's crazy. I feel like we were talking like I don't know, maybe just like two or three weeks ago, how there were probably not going to be that many coaches fired. And now like you know, yeah. I think Nagy's gone. I think Zimmer's gone. Pudge probably maybe. gone. Um I don't yeah, think Pete don't. wants to go out like this though, so I could see him. He is yeah, under he's contract. Get, he's not gonna so. get fired. No, R- rule maybe. Yeah, we didn't talk about that game either, Carolina-Tampa Bay. The only interesting nugget I have on that game is, for some reason, Carolina-Tampa Bay is the Nance-Romo game this week at 425 on CBS. That's bizarre. What? Why? I don't know. I mean, Tampa doesn't even have that much to play for. That's really weird. Yeah. Very strange. Or Are there other good CBS games on I Sunday? Th- I mean, Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Ian Eagles doing that How at are they not there? That, that's bizarre. I don't know. Really or are they doing it? I mean, outside of the games on Saturday and then the Sunday night, like, are they doing it where, you know, both NFC South teams are playing at the same time and both AFC North teams are playing at the same time or anything? Yeah. So, um, I know the Tampa Carolina games at four twenty five. So is Saints Falcons. Um, it's, it's, it's on, it's inexplicable. I don't even know. I try It's You can't make sense of it. No, <laughs> it's very strange. Um, Gus and Akib are doing the, uh, uh, Chicago Minnesota game, so that's nice. Just, just absolutely tethered <laughs> to the NFC North. <laughs> <laughs> like what they don't let Gus travel out of the Midwest. 
Poor guy. Uh, is he from Detroit? He probably is. Jets Bills, Mark. Jets Bills at 425, by the way. So we got to wait around. To I can't remember the last time the Jets had a, a 4 o'clock game in the Eastern time zone. So we got Kevin uh, Harlan for that one. That's as a Jets fan, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this game. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask for what purpose? <laughs> just to, I, I thought Wilson actually looked good last week. Just want right. to see him progress a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Braxton Berrios. They got to bring him back now, right? Got to. Got to. Love that guy. Um, I did not even look at the officials this week. I, I will say, last week was like the first week where I feel like I didn't notice them at all. They did a great job. Maybe we, just because we didn't get screwed on any calls, but I, I feel like there wasn't a game that was like ruined at the end. So maybe that, that'll regress this week and it'll be awful. But that was just my, my random observations. So we've been complaining about them all year long. Um, yeah. Week 18. And then wildcard <laughs> Sunday is next week. Wildcard Saturday and Sunday and Monday, which so, I still so, think is bizarre. So what are they doing? Are they doing two games on Saturday and then three on Sunday or yeah. other, other way around? No, two Saturday, three Sunday, and then a Monday nighter. Okay. Which I, I, I like wish that. they were doing the other way around, personally. Oh, really? You want three on Saturday? It kind of, kind of, yeah. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I guess. I like this Sunday night game. Well, I think it's tell... a huge disadvantage to the Monday night team. What if they play somebody on Saturday? Because you don't, you well, can't they, predict they... like what the bracket's going to be because of the... Well, I don't think the games are set. Okay. Right. right. So there's no way they'll let the Monday night team play on Saturday. I don't, I don't think, I don't I don't think, think so. so. but the reason i like the three on saturday i don't know you can still do four and eight on sunday yeah yeah Yeah. saturday it's like you spend all day watching football doing nothing and then have sunday to kind of recover people don't want a one o'clock game on saturday right i i I don't don't think i i I don't but i would like okay i i I miss the the old playoff system though I, i think it's too many teams um i agree i don't know 14 is just it's just one too many. I mean, it's tough to give away football games once you have them, but I will say trying to like the algebra about who could get in and with what scenario, it's, it's a little too much for teams that are going to get in at the bottom of the barrel and pre- I think not compete very hard, you know, in the actual first round of the playoffs. Plus, it really just really meant a lot, right? It really meant a lot to get in. And now yeah. it's just sully yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, but amazing the Giants and Jets just aren't sniffing, <laughs> sniffing these expanded playoffs in their first two years of existence. So and Sully's, probably Sully's a, a little bit maybe, but I do like the fact that at the top, like winning the one seed, is it's m- cool more impactful. Yeah, yeah. If, if you think rest helps your team, I mean, in some cases, I think it wouldn't. But for both of the one seeds, or the you know Tennessee, if they get the one seed, and then Green Bay, I think both teams will benefit from having a week off. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Saturday at home dogs, we'll get our picks out to you, but uh, we're definitely taking the Eagles on Saturday night, I would say. Um, so we'll have that to look forward to. Early game on Saturday is uh, Chiefs Broncos. So whatever, it doesn't really mean anything. I'm assuming Kansas City will roll, but we didn't really talk about that one, but it's probably stupid to take the, the road fave there. And I can't take Drew Locke anymore. She's just the worst. So, um, Mark, trivia, send us out. We have took a week off, so maybe we could even do two questions. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so let me just recap last week's listener trivia question. I don't think we got any answers, unfortunately, but Trav, maybe you want to take a stab at this. Uh, Mike, you could if you if you don't remember the answer. Um, so I had asked the listeners, um, but you know, with Pat Mahomes being selected to his fourth Pro Bowl uh, last week, 
He became the fourth quarterback all time to have four Pro Bowl selections at age 26 or younger. Um, and there is one quarterback with five Pro Bowl selections at age 26 or younger. Can you name that one quarterback? Mike Vick. Uh, nope, not Mike Vick. I remember the answer. Is it recent? Uh, no, 80s. Oh. Mm. Marino? Dan Marino. Dan Marino did it with five times uh, with the Dolphins in the 80s. Um, also had Bob Greasy with four, and then, then Joe Namath also with four at, at mm. age, age, age 26 or younger. Um, but yeah, moving on to you guys this week. I, I've lost track of what the score is between you guys for the season. Uh, I know we'll take this into the postseason, but do, Mike, do you know? Do you remember the score is between I'll you guys? I'll check the tape. I believe I'm up one. I think that's right. Go to the tape. Um, so, uh, you know, we're kind of following the Browns. Baker Mayfield's career might be done in Cleveland. Uh, who knows? But he, anyway, he, he finished uh, at least this season and his, his career so far there with a 29-30 and 30 record. Did you know there are only six quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era with winning records as uh, being a, a Cleveland Browns quarterback? Um, minimum of four starts. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple of them because a couple of them are obscure. There's Bill Nelson, uh, who is their quarterback from 1960s to 1972. Sure. Um, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Snipe was 57 and 55. He played from 74 to, to 1983. Uh, Gary Danielson. Um, mm. I, I didn't even know he played uh, professional <laughs> football. Um, went five and three as, as a Browns backup quarterback from 1985 to 1988. Um, and then we know Bernie and Vinny, obviously. Um, oh, there goes my two guesses. <laughs> Bernie went 53 and 51 from 1985 to, to 1992. Vinny T uh, went uh, 16 and 15 from 1993 to 1995. Can you name the sixth quarterback? to have a winning record uh, with the Browns with a minimum of four starts. Trev, I'll let you go first. Um, it's a weird one. It's recent. I don't even know that he started four times. But Deshaun Kaiser? It's not Deshaun Kaiser. I'm going to say Derek Anderson. It's not Derek Anderson. Colt McCoy. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at Deshaun Carter went 0 and 15 as a Browns quarterback. <laughs> oh my god, that's that something stuck out in my head. <laughs> uh, it's not Colt McCoy. Uh, that, that's a good guess, though. Uh, Kelly Holcomb, not Kelly Holcomb. Oh. Jeff Garcia, not Jeff Garcia. These are great. I'm surprised you guys are pulling these guys as Browns quarterbacks. Cody Kessler. Garcia three and seven, uh, not Cody Kessler. <clears throat> Kessler, uh, Kessler zero oh and eight. Uh, Luke McCown, zero oh and four. You're not talking about Luke McCown. You're talking about Josh. Josh, yeah. Josh, no, it's not Josh. Joshy, where is he? Yeah, one other. I'll give you both from... accounts. So, <laughs> um, I'm running low. Uh, Josh McCown, one in ten. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Terrell Pryor? He didn't even play quarterback for them, did he? he played receiver. It's a bad guess. Yeah, it's not on the list. 
I got two other guesses, but I'll go Charlie Fry. <clears throat> Charlie Fry. Not correct, but good guess. Oof. Charlie Fry, 6 and 13. I'm, I'm out, but I'll, I'll just <laughs> It's say. remarkable how bad the uh, the records are. I'll just say Tim Couch. Tim Couch, 22 and 37. Pretty good, twenty-two wins. Yeah, yeah. last Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, nicely, nice pull. Oh uh, yeah, he had that playoff game, right? Or is that with him? I uh, didn't make the playoffs, mm, but okay. went ten and six over two seasons. Um, our, our boy Lombardi was GM for for one of those seasons. Mm. Um, but yeah, nice, nice pull. Wow, what was the year? There was the year when we first started doing this betting together and i think it was wild card saturday in the 4 30 game we took hoyer and he lost like 30 to nothing yep. it was, he was playing for the texans okay and, yeah. and not only that on the first kickoff the chiefs returned it for a touchdown <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i think yeah. they were plus three at home or something <laughs> brutal uh but memories with brian hoyer um okay i will send the, the listeners out with one um so we, you know, we talk a lot about special teams on the pod, but we don't really touch on uh, punters so much. Um, and, and it's some broadcaster who says punters are people too. Um, I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, so, so my question for the listeners are: What NFL player has recorded the most punts in NFL history? Just give me the player. Tweet at us at the Home Dogs Pod on Twitter if you know the answer. What punter has recorded the most punts in NFL history? Okay. I got to say, I like punters way more than I like kickers. I hate kickers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So punters, get us your punt question. We'll get our picks out to you on Saturday. The final week. We always do well week 18. So if you're going to back our picks at all, back us after last week, going into this week. We'll close out the year strong. At home, dogs on Twitter. We'll be back with you next week. Wild card weekend and the playoffs. Talk to you then.